Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another highly unexpected, totally shocking emergency episode of the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Not even 30 minutes ago, 27 minutes ago, the Red Sox traded Chris Sale to the Atlanta Braves for infield prospect Vaughn Grissom. The Red Sox will send $17.5 million of Chris Sale's remaining salary to the uh, to the Braves. So the, the Braves are essentially only paying about $10 million of his salary. Jason Kelly is with me for this episode. Um, I'm also not going to lie, that trade happened at 2.08 p.m., according to Jeff Pass, and that's when the news broke, rather. I, I'm an Uber driver. I work very weird hours. I opened my eyes for the first time today at 2.11 p.m., <laughs> three minutes after the trade. So imagine the, the shock and confusion uh, for a minute there um, as I'm trying to clear the cobwebs and figure out what the hell just happened. Jason, your reaction? Yeah, it's crazy. Coming off the heels of Giolito being signed and we finally all exhaled and went okay yeah nice we finally have uh, a new starter in the rotation something we've been asking for for a while and then to see the the news the tweet from passing that chris sale's been traded um and they, you know we got the return back pretty quickly it was we knew right away it was sale for grissom and red sox were sending some money we have the figures on that now they're going to be sending 17 million which is quite a lot but again we've talked about this if you want to offload chris sale you have to pay a lot of that contract because he's obviously not what he used to be. He's not going to give you 150 plus innings anymore. Um, I think Atlanta knows that. So they said, Hey, if you're willing to pay us a lot of the salary, we'll do the deal. Um, I think this is a slam dunk for, for Breslow um, because you had a middle infield problem and a lot of different names were being tossed around. Whit Merrifield was being tossed around a little bit. Uh, there was speculation about if they could trade for somebody um, and they ended up trading for someone. And it's Vaughn Grissom, who is 22 years old, has a lot of years of control left on him, and was a former top 10 prospect of the Braves and hasn't had a ton of major league experiences, um, only 75 at-bats last year. But he's looked pretty decent in, in the limited time that he's been in the majors. It doesn't look like he's lost in the majors. So um, obviously I think that he – going forward, at least for this year, is probably going to be your starting second baseman. Um, you know, he can play shortstop as well, so that gives the Red Sox some flexibility if Trevor Story goes down again. Um, you know, Marcelo Mayer, who we're all waiting on, is having shoulder problems, so his timeline might be a little bit more delayed than we thought. So you get a 22-year-old with high upside to now man your middle infield positions, and you trade away – a 34-year-old broken-down starter who was costing you too much money anyway. And, yeah, he was going to figure into your starting rotation. So I'm sure a lot of Red Sox fans are sitting there going, well, okay, we added to the rotation, but we also just took away from it. Sure, but how much was Chris Sale really going to factor in to your starting rotation for the entirety of the 2024 season? Probably not much if we're all being completely honest with each other. Um, most likely he was going to get injured at some point or – break down at some point. So I think the Red Sox moved on from someone they had to move on from, and they also solved their middle infield problem 
with a young, talented, high-ranking, you know, used to be high-ranking prospect. Um, instead of getting, you know, 34-year-old Whit Merrifield, you got 22-year-old Vaughn Grissom, who still has a pretty high ceiling. So I'm pretty excited for this trade. I know that a lot of Red Sox fans emotionally were attached to Chris Sale. I get that, but it was time to move on. And if this is the way they do it, it was it was a slam dunk in my opinion. I'm not gonna miss the roller coaster. <clears throat> Excuse me. I even sound like I just woke up. Just last night on the Lucas Giolito show, you know, I was saying Chris Sale will probably give you twelve to fourteen starts in twenty twenty four, of which eight of them might be good, and he'll get wiped on you know, the other five or six, especially, you know, with Baltimore and a couple of teams that seem to have his number. I'm not going to miss that. I'm not going to miss arguing with, you know, the, the Chris sale defenders on social media on what his ceiling is. This is the boldest trade we've seen since the Dombrowski era. I I said yesterday, excuse me again. I said yesterday, Lucas Giolito, as much as it's not a slam dunk, it's still the best free agent signing since Nathan Avoldi. And by the way, Nathan Avoldi was a free agent. I don't know how many people chirped me yesterday not realizing he was a free agent after the 2018 World Series. For a month and a half, he could sign with any team he wanted. And and Dombrowski, you know, put a premium on him and brought him back. Uh, so... So that Giolito was the biggest signing uh, since then for a starting pitcher. And admittedly, there is some risk with that. But this is the boldest trade since the Dombrowski era, like I just said. And I'm wondering right now, like, is this better than Bloom getting rid of him for all his money? Because Bloom did have a chance to get rid of Chris Sale for the entire contract last year, according to Rob Bradford from WEI. Probably not getting back a, a decent prospect, but it's just one of the things wrestling in my head. There is one bit of bad news with Von Grissom. Any ideas to what his defensive war was last year? Negative something, I'm guessing. Yes, negative 0.6. That's borderline significant, I think. And he was zero, negative 0.2 last year. So perhaps... There was a little bit of, uh, you know, defensive concerns there. Um, you know, the Braves, as we said, have Albies and Arcia in their middle infield. So he was blocked either way, but maybe maybe the defensive cer- concerns might have um, helped pave the way for this. But the other name kicked around was Jonathan India of the Reds, uh, a guy who probably has more pop than... Uh, than Grissom does, but uh, still not a, a slam dunk defender uh, from him. So, you know, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But at the end of the day, I think no Chris Sale is better than Chris Sale. <laughs> and Alex Cora said he was going to be the opening day starter. So now that that's an interesting uh, topic for a later episode. What happens there? Um, just kind of looking through my notes. I know we don't have a ton of time here. Um, so what does the rotation look like going forward? Obviously, Giolito, Bayo, 
Um, let's see. We got a bunch of maybes. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Is Crawford definitely back in now, or is Pavetta definitely back in? I think at least for now, Pavetta may have earned his way back in. Um, I think after that, it's Crawford, Hauk, Whitlock. Like, what do you do with those guys? What do you do with that collection? And I have to believe that the Red Sox are not done. There are still free agent starting <laughs> pitchers out there. Like Snell is still out there. Montgomery's out there. Imanaga's out there. I'm hoping one of those guys is soon going to sign with the Red Sox because obviously we've talked about it. The rotation was the biggest concern going into this offseason. They needed starting pitching badly. And yes, Chris Sale was not guaranteed to give you really anything, but he was still a part of that and you just traded him away. So my guess is this coupled with bringing in Giolito, I think that now the Red Sox are making their moves and now they're saying, okay, we're going to target one of these guys that's left over and that's going to round out our rotation a little bit. So I would imagine there's another move coming. Um, Don't know what it is, whether it's one of those free agents or they make another trade for another starting pitcher somewhere else. But I, I imagine that there's at least one more shoe to drop when it comes to starting pitching. I still hope that that's not James Paxton. Um, I probably would have tweeted out today that, you know, Paxton offsets the Giolito deal. Like it's, it puts you, it puts me back to the Red Sox, not likely playing October baseball. So I'm kind of hoping we're, if Paxton is still a priority here, I'm hoping that there's still uh, another move, you know, perhaps another trade, uh, you know, for a starting pitcher, but man, I mean, for a trade of this magnitude and it's just an MLB player going the other way and not prospects is, uh, is interesting. I'm on Red Sox payroll right here. Okay, here we go. No, that doesn't give me the details. I'm just trying to figure out where we're at with uh, the payroll. I think we were, what, around 50 yesterday. So uh, before the Giolito and then his $18 million gets you probably about 30 35 So I'm guessing the the Chris sale, um, the $10 million we're saving there gets you back up to about $45 million. So as we're continuing to look at the, you know, starting pitching market, I'm fairly convinced the Red Sox aren't going over it. I, I think uh, I figured that out. And Von Grissom is pre-arbitration, so he's making maybe a million dollars. So you've solved, you've, you've made a big, you know, you've created a solution there um, to not have to really pay for your middle infielder. So... At this point, you're looking at an outfielder and, I don't know, maybe a right-handed DH bat. He is a righty, right? Do we know that? Yeah, he is a righty. So that does kind of help balance your lineup a little bit. And, you know, you brought up his defense. That that is a concern. That number is definitely a concern. But keep in mind that if the Red Sox didn't make a middle infield move, you'd be looking at maybe Emmanuel Valdez playing there a majority of the time. And we know he's bad defensively. So if Grissom can be at least – a little better than Valdez. Plus he's a right-handed hitter. I think that, you know, that definitely helps your middle infield uh, problem big time. Yeah. I'll, I'll see if I can dig up his minor league numbers uh, after the show to get an exact idea. Valdez is not a um, major leaguer. I, I don't think 
even if his bat is nice. I mean, he's not he's not going to play in the field, and his bat just doesn't even play as a DH. Well, and now this opens up a possibility if they do want to trade for a starting pitcher, you can now include Emmanuel Valdez in a trade package because there are a lot of teams that probably would be interested in his bat. You know, a lefty bat with some pop, yeah, okay, he's not great defensively, but there's a lot of teams out there that wouldn't care, and they would be happy to deal for a 24-, 25-year-old with some pop from the left-handed side. So this does open up a possibility for Valdez to be included in some sort of trade package now too. Absolutely. So we'll see. Um, We're going to wrap here, but uh, the, you know, the future of the rotation still very much in question. Are we getting one or two pitchers? Um, Who knows? I mean, it's still early in the day. Maybe there's more insanity to come. I I certainly didn't think we would be back on less than 24 hours talking about a major piece of our rotation getting moved. So it'd be nice to see the Red Sox uh, address the media possibly in regards to this. I would think we're probably going to get a Giolito press conference of some sort. So uh, more information should be available here, uh, you know, in the next probably 48 to 72 hours. We are on a holiday weekend, so so we'll see. But uh, everyone, uh, as I said last night, uh, have a safe weekend. You know, don't don't drink and drive. Just be safe about everything. And uh, we'll probably talk to you. Uh, we'll probably be back maybe Monday or Tuesday night. Everyone, take care.